And now, the Dave Kinchin Show. Thank you for joining us. We'll get right to it. We are talking with a man who is a first-time member of the military in Ukraine, fighting alongside his fellow citizens, fighting for their freedom in Ukraine, a 57-year-old man. His military nickname is Jose. We will just leave it at that for security purposes, but he gave us a compelling view of what things are like on the ground, talking us through the mental aspect of this, talking us through uh, the physical aspect of all of this taking place here, uh, fighting the Russians every single day. We caught him during his dinner hour. He was uh, uh, wonderful enough to share a lot of perspective with us as he was uh, eating dinner and uh, right before a cup of tea, before he goes to bed for yet another very long day tomorrow. So we're going to get right to it. This is Jose. That's his military nickname on the ground, just outside of Kiev, the outskirts of Kiev, fighting off the Russian forces, fighting to slow them down and fighting with his fellow Ukrainians at 57 years old. First time, though, he says he's been planning for something like this, his first time ever being involved in any military matter. Here it is. What's happening on the ground where you are right now? I mean, can you just paint the picture of what you've seen, what's happening now and what you've seen in the last 24 hours? Um, I've seen a lot. Um, Something that would impress you was the, uh, one of the intersections where uh, the uh, armored, uh, heavy armored, uh, uh sort of uh, cannon carriers were shelling and uh, and there was this uh the um, the rocket launchers were, were working and it was all coming from like you know uh, a spot 200 meters by 200 meters so it was very busy noisy and very impressive it was like a, a symphony orchestra um sending a welcome message to our russian uh, tourists um, it was such a beautiful view. I mean, I, I couldn't film it. I, I would love to film it for my kids and for my friends, but uh, we're being asked not to film and not to distribute video uh, footage of sure. any uh, deployment of, of military. Yeah, but there was there was there was other fight which was quite uh, heavy. Uh, I didn't attend it, but uh, it was attended by my colleagues. Um, and this was one with uh, quite a bit of success, but also quite a bit of suffering and, uh, and losses uh, on our side. Uh, it's happening every day. Uh, I think it's getting more intense and more uh, concentrated. Um, and um, that means that Ukraine will need more and more heavy weapon to, to defend itself. Uh, as you has, as you have seen, Russians are turning really um, ugly uh, in the uh, in the way that they are attacking civilians. Um, first few days, we saw a lot of hysterical people, like in a very nervous mood. Now we are seeing devastated families, like people are, you know, hands are shaking, and, and you know, we understand why. <clears throat> they're being shelled, they're being bombed. Uh, you know, today our doctors, military doctors, were trying to save a couple of lives of, of, of civilians. They have indiscriminate sort of shelling practices. Uh, overall, they're demotivated, Russians, but they are also 
you know, uh, ugly, wild sort of, uh, they behave in different ways, but uh, obviously uh, there are some, some more trained forces and more uglier and more sort of ruthless. Um, and there are some people that just by, you know, by chance happen to be, uh, I wouldn't say it's a tough luck. It's just that, you know, you knew what country that you're serving. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, the, the, there are some, some really ugly people and um, really ugly uh, decisions that they're making. And we see it more and more that they, uh, that they act against civilians, against... Uh... By the way, to all the friends of ecology, people concerned about global warming, and, uh, you know, I have to tell you that... Uh, uh, that uh, <laughs> you know, our chemical plants are being bombed and uh, uh, shelled and, and blown up. And uh, who knows what they will do with, with Chernobyl, which they, you know, tried to penetrate. And then and now they're penetrating the one of the nuclear stations in the south of Ukraine. Um, and even like, you know, if you if you if you stand and watch and feel explosion of 120 million millimeter uh, shell, uh, talking about ecology, talking about global warming, and I mean coral reefs, you know, <laughs> they, they know everything is being destroyed here. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm laughing when when people now talk about ecology. You know, war is as as damaging to, to the global ecology as you can think you know especially of magnitude and the size of what russians are uh developing here hmm. yeah sorry long answer to you no to no your... it's it's incredible i mean you know you can take as much time and be as long as you'd like i mean what are uh, so many things i want to unpack what are some of the decisions uh that as much as you can say what are some of those really awful decisions that the russian forces are are making i mean i have an idea but what can you say about about that <clears throat> I can tell you what I see and what I know. Yeah. Uh, the rest we both probably read the news, but yeah. you know, one thing is they try to bomb whatever they used, <clears throat> Eskander or whatever the uh, the uh, missile. Um, they tried to bomb our television tower, and I passed it oh, yeah. four times over the last thirty six hours because I had to do some sort of assignments for for military and i was passing through it and it's idiotic you know they they missed the, the thing yeah they damaged it slightly but they missed it you know they killed civilians and, and they missed it by like 75 meters i mean what kind of precision weapon is that i mean you're idiots you're you're just imbeciles you're real imbeciles i mean you, you don't know how to make weapon you don't know how to use weapon <laughs> You know, you can't be given a baseball bat because you're just incapable. I can tell you, I'm an aerospace by, uh, engineer by training. Mm. My initial engineering training it was called uh, guidance and missile uh, control and guidance of, uh, of of missiles. Me uh, originally, in um, you know, I, I know that all of this was a lot of that was done in Ukraine for Soviet Union. But Russians are not are not capable, and they're not even they don't they don't. They, one thing they don't care, but the other one they cannot do it. Mm. All their talks about Syria and all of this, how they yeah sure you can uh, throw bombs at some people that cannot defend and they, they know how to defend themselves. Not in Ukraine, mm. 
but what they have done, you know, now they, I have relatives in other cities and I hear from Kharkiv that, uh, you know, you know, buildings were destroyed. This, this, I mean, just, they're just bombing, they're just bombing civilians. Today, our guys were in the, uh, you know, it's not a heavily populated, but it's still, it's a, it's a rural, but it's, it's quite densely uh, populated. It was just shelling indiscriminately. And they're trying to blend with the, uh, you know, with, uh, with civilians, force them to, to kind of, uh, you know, to be a shield, a human shield. I mean, that, that is, Horrible. that is beyond and cannot be tolerated. You know, yeah. you can tolerate it. The world cannot tolerate that ugly, stupid, really into your face war where they're trying to sort of make us all accept that there is some bloody tyrant or tyrants that they can turn this world you know, from the progress and everything and uh, and the uh, age of cyber intelligence and this and that, they're turning into Stone Age. No freaking way. No freaking way. I'm telling you, you know, the whole world has to be behind Ukraine. It's just, we are working. I had a journalist from Taiwan calling us, calling me um, a day before, and I, you know, and, and we were laughing together. Mm. How funny it is that the Taiwan is an exactly same. I mean, it's a even smaller country with an even bigger adversary. But we cannot. I mean, people have right to exist. You know, to have their life, to have their freedom, to have their wealth, to have their happiness. And you know, you know, we just have to get together and and once and for all, starting with Putin, just get this psychopathic. I don't know how to even call that creature <laughs> mm. and just put him where he belongs to be. And, and it's not that difficult. It's, it's really, you know, Ukrainians will do it. Everyone's, nobody will fight for you. And we're not asking to fight for us. We're asking to, to follow the, the agreements. You know, you had the Budapest memorandum, just provide this weapon, close the sky, you know, give us something that will allow us to stop there. Because I was on my duty uh, two hours ago and like, in the in the last five hours, I heard four uh, jet fighters flying over me, and I know it's not Ukrainians; it's, it's Russians, and they were bombing Ukrainian positions. So oh we, we need support. We need that support. If without that support, it, it will be a lap, you know. Yeah, we're not. You know, yeah, it, it will. We'll be fighting back. Uh, we will not let them destroy just you know without any punishment. But you need to have heavy weaponry to 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 teach them a lesson. Anyway, go ahead. No, no I'm just. I, this is also incredibly compelling. I mean, there's no question you're seeing war crimes committed against uh, war crimes committed uh, by Russian forces. Is that more than fair to say? Well. Um, You know, we have been in war with them for eight years. And uh, we have seen everything. Tortures, mining, um, you know, putting in landmines, uh, masking landmines as uh, toys, um, you name it. Mm. We have seen it. Right now, 
I'm not an imposition because I, you know, I see only fragment of the entire situation. But from what I have seen with my eyes, I can tell you that that missile hitting middle of town where no military objects whatsoever and the television tower and killing family, you know, and, and few people, pass, few passers-by. Not only is stupid, not only it's useless, but it's really, uh, again, I don't know Geneva Convention that closely, what is allowed was not allowed, but that it's not certainly any, any kind of behavior that could be tolerated. Um, again, today, um, shelling and bombing uh, populated area, um, well, I guess that's where I, I you know, it's, it's difficult to qualify. You no, know, Kharkiv was bombed today, um, you know, again, populated areas, uh, day before chemical plant, uh, you know, a few days before uh, they blew up all the um, oil storages, whether it's military uh, decision, yeah, maybe, but can you imagine if the, you know, 50, 40 million country, population country uh, in one day has uh, all the oil storages go up in flames? Can you imagine how much of uh, environmental damage you produce uh, other than, I mean, Lawyers have to qualify what is war crime and what is just uh, right. just ugly. Um, to me, it, it, the whole thing is idiotic. Uh, it is uh, unacceptable. Uh, it is uh, really from another century or from another planet. Um, so I, I think you know Putin and everyone around him are criminals and. You know, they have to be put to justice um, one or another. And again, you, sure, you can escalate and he, he sits on that nuclear button. And But at, the, at some stage, you should have to say that, you know, enough is enough. Whatever happens, happens. But you have to remove that, that ape. You have to remove that, you know, whatever it is, name. You know, you can name different names. But the that creature has to be removed from the global uh, landscape just once and for all. Because there are things, there are lines you cannot cross. And he has crossed that line so many times. But now he has done it blatantly in the face of the entire world. And Russia is staying in the Security Council, country that is threatening now everyone with their nuclear capacity. How can they be in the... I don't know the, the statute. I don't know the legal sort of formalities of how to remove them. But, you know, you either remove Russia and you move forward or you just remove the whole United Nations. Why do you need this? What is this for? It, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's hypocrisy. You call it Security Council, Security Council of what? Of selected few that can then tell the rest of the world, you know, how to, uh, how to follow their whatever command. Or just the world has to start acting. You cannot be anymore observing, meddling, meddling with the elections, Brexit this, Brexit that. Enough is enough. There is a line, there is a point where you cannot tolerate it anymore. Is So, you know, you know of all the fears that so many folks are saying, you know, the fear of a World War III and such. But in your mind, is it fair to say there has to be military engagement of some kind from other nations at this point? No. 
or other other means? Because I know there's I mean, what do you make of the sanctions and, and such? Uh, you know, world leaders are saying that Putin has never been more isolated. Uh, the British leadership, they're saying that uh, they've handed down uh, sanctions that are the stiffest in British history on their end. I mean, what do you what do you make of of uh, the sanctions and and other folks who say that there has to be at some point some military engagement, though they fear it from other nations getting involved? OK, Ukrainians can deal with the entire situation themselves. We don't need one soldier. We don't need nothing. All we need is heavy equipment, first of all, to control our sky. Secondly, to um, uh, uh, just heavy equipment to destroy their equipment, uh, you know, and, and, and fight on the ground. Um, in addition to that, there is a big need for a a very dramatic support in the communication because it costs money. That's another um, aspect of it. And then the simple things like, uh, you know, medical supply, um, personal uh, protection uh, for soldiers. Um, I'm sure food at some stage, even though it's a breadbasket, but now they, what they're doing is they're basically destroying a chance for our farmers to plant. How can you plant without diesel fuel, without, you know, being bombed and everything? So we will pretty much miss that. Uh, um, it will have it will have very heavy impact on uh, on the global uh, commodity markets and agriculture. Um, I mean, the whole world will go upside down if we allow this thing to develop for a bit longer. You will have consequences that will be, will be, you know, after COVID and everything, it will be very difficult to control. So we can go into spiral, which is uh, which is very dangerous. So longer it stays, more. And, and again, Putin is done, and he knows he's done, and he has he's built it for himself. So he is done, 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 like no no return. And he is at that point. I mean, <clears throat> could would anybody sit down with Putin? After, after that and have negotiations with him, no way. So uh, it's, not about, uh, it's not about limitations on some trade or, or limitations. Right now, the world has to say, we have to, it's not just sanctions, we have to do everything possible to just simply stop that thing, to, to, to get, to get rid of that uh, of that monster, um, sure, it, it's Russian people that have to do it inside. Unless Ukraine really comes militarily into Russian territory, which it, it should, it has all the right, and it has, it's a very logical thing to do, is to go in Russia and change that regime uh, physically, which maybe we will have to do. Uh, but at this stage, uh, I, I think the whole world should do so. It's not about limiting. Uh, it's not about limiting uh, trade. It's about stopping it altogether and saying no freaking way, not a penny more, not a toothpaste, not a not a not a not a not a piece of wood out of Russia. Nothing at this stage. And the 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 the, the tougher it is, the shorter it will be. The uh, the more hesitant it is longer it will be suffering and the losses will be much more. How do you, um, have you been a military for a, a long time in your life? I mean, you sound like you have obviously have some training from, you know, quite some time. No, I, I'm not a military person. I'm, uh, I'm financier. 
I'm engineer by training, but I worked in finance. Mm. Um, so you're, you're one of the folks taking up arms to defend your, your country. On the day that they bombed, I joined the army, yeah. Tell me about that moment and making that, that decision. Well, I made this decision about six years ago. Because for two years, I was helping Ukrainian army when they started the Donbass situation. And I was not ready to kill. I was not ready to do nothing. And six years ago, I spent uh, quite a bit of money, which I have. And I bought myself a, a really beautiful set of equipment. In fact, several sets of equipment. Mm. The best, the top in the world sniper equipment. And I took some training. And it's not that difficult. I wasn't still ready to kill. But I kept it because I knew the time will come. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. It doesn't yeah. make me thrilled. It doesn't, doesn't give me a, a one nanosecond of joy. Uh, and at the same time, I don't have hatred. I don't hate Russians as, as a nation, you know, as people. I think they're stupid. Sorry to say that. Uh, allowing such a beautiful country to be once again destroyed by a bunch of idiots um, taking them into sort of animal stage. Um, uh, I worked in Russia. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have friends. Uh, but I, I don't feel neither sort of, you know, sorry, sympathy or, or hatred or anything. You know, I just, I understand I have to, we all, we have to, we have to stop them. That's it. And how do you deal with this emotionally? I, I, I'm, there must be so much adrenaline flowing through you and, and your colleagues, obviously, through all of this. But how, how do you process what you see? Or do you have time to process what you see? You probably don't. Well, you know, um, in this short uh, week, I've seen people... Um, um, getting scared, getting hysterical, um, hallucinating, uh, having suicidal attacks, and then going crazy. I, I had, a, I had a, a friend whom I had to take to psychiatric clinic, and he's now on the medication because he couldn't take it. Mm. Um, and in life, I, I sort of learned, I, I lived through different phases of my life. I've seen a few things. Um, but I've learned one thing is the humor <laughs> is the only thing that can keep you alive. I mean, keep your mentality healthy. So, um, again, I, you know, I'm not experienced uh, military, but, uh, people I am <clears throat> here with, uh, what they say is that every fight every day is a new day and you can be 20 years, a brave soldier. And then one day you can break because of something. Uh, you never know because uh, it's a pressure that comes in different ways, different, you know. Um, so I shouldn't say I survived um, because you never know. Um, but what I can say is that the only thing that can keep your 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 psychology alive and balanced is is a sense of humor. Um, yeah. And um, uh, that's I think that's what helped me to to, you know, to balance uh, and uh, uh, move forward. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
so it, it, do things, I mean, and just trying to paint the picture, is it, as far as air raid sirens and, and things of that sort and, and the bombings and such, and there's, it just happened, there's obviously no schedule for this kind of stuff, right? I mean, is that part of what can keep people on edge? Well, I suspect it obviously is, but tell me about living through that, about, you know, not knowing when that next air raid siren is going to come, when, when those, those next, uh, that next round of, um, you know, uh, bombing or such will come through. Um, obviously, as a, as American, you're a driving car. As right. a driver, you know that you, there are turns that you take that could be quite risky. Um, but when you're a driver and you have a steering wheel and pedals and whatever you have, uh, it's one thing. But when you're sitting next to the driver and cheating your pants because you don't know what the driver is going to do, it's much more vulnerable position. <laughs> so I am in the position of a driver. I can do things. Right. So my, my stress and my fear and my anger, it, it turns into actions. Uh, not actions because I think do some, I'm thinking of doing some, but because my commander is telling me, go and do this. And doing whatever, I, I know that I'm helping my country to fight. Uh, sitting and doing nothing and waiting until we are being bombed is exactly the uh, you know the the passenger position <laughs> position where you have to you have to follow the turn and you are not quite sure uh, whether people that are turning <coughs> sorry, <coughs> are competent enough <coughs> or careful enough and it makes it uh, it makes it a tough experience um, so I think the frankly the the most difficult this is for children because. Uh, we see these people driving cars um, with children inside. And uh, when you see mother uh, sort of crying and the father um, holding the steering wheel with his shaking hands, and then two children, I'm telling you it was today, like today, 11 a.m., uh, on the road as we were loading in our cars, these people asked for directions. And... Uh, um, you know, the two children at the back seat, you should have seen their eyes because they, um, you know, they receive emotions of their parents and they're magnified by, by their own um, sort of inexperience and, and inability to deal with that. And, and this is, this is horrible. This is, um, yeah. I mean, uh, to, to, to have, to have a evil of that magnitude applied to that many millions of people at once, um, you really have to be a master of evil mentality. And, and, and that's why I absolutely feel that we are here forces of good. That's why I have absolutely no remorse, no mental trip of any, whatever we do here, whatever we, we defend our country and we defend these people that, you know, they had their life week ago. They had their homes, their toys, their schools, their breakfast, you know, their, uh, you know, favorite uh, pants. <clears throat> and then and then it's all gone. And they're all somewhere. Um, and, you know, thankful to, like, Poles and Italians and, you know, lots of nations are saying, you know, we'll help you, would provide the 
and it's great and it's and it's actually a very human thing to do and i think it's actually unprecedented by the magnitude of it but when you think of these people even if they end up in italy you know with the some place full of toys and full of whatever spaghetti and and nice things and fruits and it's still not home you know a child that right. uh, lost pillow uh, that you know he was with since he was six years old um and now he's somewhere and his father is fighting and his mother is crying and yeah who's going to pay for it somebody has to yeah. and and that somebody is not one person it's it's the whole nation people who elected to allow that you know that evil to form people who supported him people who are now working for him and and people who follow his command his orders they all have to pay for it unfortunately as it happens millions of other people will pay for it but what we have to do we have to just group together and make it make it we have to change the course of that of that process yeah everyone on his own level with his own capacity but it has to be stopped and the government should uh, should should clearly think through it and understand that no way not a one step yep yeah no I, it makes uh, completely understand everything you're saying um what is it like for your uh colleagues you know so many people like yourself who've never served in the military to fight uh for your country what is you know it, it's inspired the world i mean it's it, to see you know uh people who have never held a, a firearm before you know defending their family defending their country um what do you make of of the admiration that so many people around the world have for uh, the ukrainian people fighting uh, and 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 what is it like to be amongst your your fellow uh, military personnel um, who have never done this before, uh, like yourself? Well, um, partly I got lucky, partly I got smart. Um, first, I joined the territorial defense, which is the uh, the group of people that. Um, mm, that had no experience that were just given arms. Um, but then I moved to a very professional regiment, um, top notch, uh, really tough, really professional. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud to be here. Um, uh, they sort of, <laughs> anyway, I have, a, I have a treatment as a, as a sort of, um, um, I don't know how to say it um they kind of uh, uh treat me as um <laughs> I, I don't know how to what, what's the, what's the right way of explaining one of the generals or one of the the, the no, elders no. or no like a like a uh like a guest of honor ah <laughs> uh, okay, okay. They, they sort of understand that i'm not um yeah, clearly not nearly as efficient, as, as trained, as experienced as they are, but um, they admire the spirit and they like the, they like the, uh, the freshness of the, um, the perspective. 
of the yeah of the perspective of the desire to help and <clears throat> so I'm being I'm being given a chance to to be with them but I'm certainly not uh, as um, equipped as, as as they are um, but uh, <clears throat> overall I think um, I think we all uh, French Italian Italians Germans um, you know. Swedes, uh, British, uh, Americans, Canadians, uh, Australians. I think we all lost that um, feeling of danger, potential danger, and of the need and duty to defend your freedom, your life, and life of people around you. It has been too long, uh, too comfortable, too prosperous, too relaxing um, for people to appreciate that you always have to be uh, alert and you have to always be ready to, and it's not just hooligans or some, you know, thieves or somebody who is breaking into your house or, you know, it's on a national, it's on a global level um, where you have to stand up and uh, and defend and, and, and be ready to, sacrifice your life and uh, and and uh, and your business and can you just try to imagine this uh, people had their jobs their businesses their real estate their you know saving plans pensions uh, cars that they just bought uh, just you know think of anything that like what what normal american would would you know have on the material side and then one one morning five o'clock in the morning it goes all up in flame all the mm. restaurants are closed mm. um you know the the streets are being bombed uh, houses are being destroyed uh, banks are, are not quite working um doesn't matter you are in insurance or tourism business or educational it's war everything is over like all your wealth all your savings all your comfort and everything boom it's all gone five minutes nothing. just like that nothing. just like that just my god that. try to imagine that and then when you when you when you stop you can say okay it's all gone i don't have nothing i have nothing left but i have my life and my dignity and five minutes more it will be taken away from me and then for my children and for my wife and for my sister who will be raped by those uh, duty russians as they as they have done it at the second world at the end of second world war i mean the 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 violence the 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 culture or absence of such that they bring with them is famous you know has been for centuries so in these dirty people come into your bedroom and what would you do what would you do as a nation as a person it says we have been too comfortable for too long. We lost that nerve. We lost that um, ability to stand up, and we have to regain it. We have to learn. And now is a perfect time because I'm not saying I'm not saying Russians will come to Philadelphia to um, to start war. No, probably not. Not next week. <laughs> Maybe not Russian. But it, it doesn't matter. It, it's coming. Because evil comes in different forms. 
Now it formed one lump sort of over here and we have to destroy it. And destroying it, we need support of the, of the democratic world, of the civilized world, of the world that told us, Ukraine, give up your nuclear weapon, we'll give you protection. You will have your sovereignty, you will have your safety. Budapest Memorandum, 1994. It was signed, executed, now we have to act on it. And Russia was one of them signing it. But now they have signed out. They should sign out of United Nations. They should sign out of any connection to the civilized world. Sorry. No, yeah. no, you're fine. I, no, like I said, every every I'm hanging on every word you say because it's all just, I mean, like I said, you have the on the ground uh, perspective. We're talking with uh, Jose is his uh, military nickname, uh, a member of the Ukrainian uh, armed forces, a Ukrainian military on the outskirts of uh, Kiev and I, you just like I said, everything you're saying is is so incredibly powerful. I'm wondering, you know, I'm looking at some of these reports. Uh, you know, of course, Putin said today or in the last 24 hours uh, that uh, his invasion is quote going to plan, according to reports. Uh, despite only taking one major city, obviously on the ground, there's reports that the Russian forces have been slowed considerably. Is is that uh, your sense of what you're seeing? A slowing of Russian forces. Sorry, I'm chewing. As I said, no, no problem, having... no problem. I appreciate you taking this time while you while while you're having a meal. I mean, thank you for taking the time to do this. I think Russian forces has no chance. They have absolutely no chance. The question is whether they will be done in a week, in a month, in a year, or in five years. Um. Ukraine will absorb them. Ukraine will digest them. How many of they come? 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, a million soldiers. They will all die here. Uh, the only problem is how many people will die with them and how much of destruction there will be and how much of impact, disbelief, uh, complete loss of face there will be globally. When I mentioned that, that uh, a journalist from Taiwan was talking to me, um, try to imagine how Taiwan is looking at this war. And my question is, is this war happening because Taiwan has to learn the lesson? Just turn it that way. Think about that way. Yeah, it's, it's a real incredible, incredibly serious thought that has to happen there. That yeah. one has to think about, yeah. So if we, people of free choice, people that still enjoy free elections, people that still can criticize their government and say that whatever, Biden is not right or Trump is this, or but we can still say that. Whether we like one or we don't like the other one, you can still express your opinion about it. And by itself is a huge value. But there are countries where you cannot say that. <laughs> right, yeah. So anybody who can still say that should get together, should unite, provide full support to each other and protect our right to live the way we are living. And we want our children to be living. 
Yeah, so, question. yeah. Um, when you, you know, speaking of the children, I, I saw there was a report that uh, both sides have, that there's been an agreement of safe corridors uh, as the humanitarian crisis just worsens. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on how, uh, you know, uh, folks can either be saved or, you know, your thoughts on getting people out of harm's way? Um, yeah, the, the report here, I'm reading BBC, uh, Russian and Ukrainian negotiators agree to organize humanitarian corridors uh, to evacuate civilians. I mean, it sounds like that can't come soon enough, obviously. Anything you agree with the Russians is, is, has no, I'm trying to express myself in the, in the, in the policy terms. You, you, you take it with a grain of salt. Fair to say. I don't believe one word what they're saying. These mm -hmm. people have been lying consistently. Look at this pathological liar, Mr. Putin. We are not there. Yes, we are there. Maybe we are there. Maybe we are not. Maybe agrarian people. Maybe that. Maybe this. Maybe uh, I'm doing this. Ukrainians is going to bomb Ukrainians, fascists, and all this whole crap of gabbles, you know propaganda and bullshit that that is flowing on our heads and our ears you know it makes me sick it just it it gets it, it, this is the whole propaganda um, theory that you have to they have to lie uh, in such an unbelievable unbelievable way that people will be so shocked by that lie that they will not see where the lie stops and where where the truth begins that's the whole concept of what they're doing and they're doing it everywhere there is no decency, there is no honor, there is no word of honor, there is no honoring of its own uh, agreements and obligations and all. This is also, I personally, I don't trust them. Um, I think everyone should save uh, their sisters and brothers the way they can. Um, and I would not rely on anything that Russians promise or, or, or say or, or even sign. I know your president's asking uh, Putin for face-to-face -face, uh, talks, according to recent reports, is the only way, uh, he said, uh, President Zelensky said, the only way to, to end this conflict. I mean, your, your thoughts on that likely, that that uh, is probably highly unlikely uh, to happen, is what many uh, spectators have, have said, uh, who have followed all of this, who continue to follow all of this. <clears throat> well, um I don't know. You know, there are different ways of treating psychiatric uh, patients in the critical conditions. I'm talking about Mr. Putin. Mm. Um, maybe sense of humor of Mr. Zelensky will help uh, Mr. Putin to get uh, a bit of relief from his uh, schizophrenia attack. Um, I would not expect much out of meeting like that. But one thing I have to admit that uh, Mr. Zelensky has done well. He has turned the uh, sort of he disarmed the uh, the bullshit lies of Russians about ugly Ukrainians bombing whatever and doing something and and uh, you know provoking something because Zelensky was so uh, innocently uh, open uh, <laughs> to conversations that um, uh, <laughs> no manipulation was was really working there. Uh, and we have to admit that that we have he has done it rather well. Um, we all understand that Putin is uh, is not 
is not uh, going to give up um, because he understands that he he's basically a cornered, uh, wounded, uh, wild uh, animal. And for him, there is no way back. He understands that he burned all the bridges. So either he becomes a king of whatever it is, um, uh, or he's he's done. He's out. Um, and for him, it's. Uh, I I don't I I don't uh, have much hopes for these uh, conversations. But I think once again, if uh, if Zelensky uh, manages to do it, he might uh, get few brownie points. Uh, uh, globally, for that, uh, facing the animal and um, and uh, and still keeping his his line, um, so no objections, no not much hope for for this changing anything. Understood. Um, just a few more questions, if that, if that's okay. I know your time is. Uh, uh, do you have a couple sure. more minutes? I mean, are you? And you know, obviously the situation is highly fluid over there. Um, the leadership of. Uh, President Zelensky's leadership has been described as Churchillian. I mean, what do you make of, of the way the world has rallied around the Ukrainian people? I think it was incredible um, how world um, I think it developed naturally. It's interesting um, because the story was building and building and building, and people, uh, you know, first had to learn where Ukraine is on the map <laughs> and all of it. And uh, <laughs> then some people had, oh, yeah, I had this Ukrainian, you know, in high school, or I met uh, some Ukrainian lady at whatever, or there was a guy I was studying with. Um, and it was sort of story was building and building and building, and then there was Russia, and then it, so I don't think it was, you know, res, you know, the um, produced. Uh, I, I think it just developed this way, and uh, um, I think it's incredible how much of um, sympathy, understanding, uh, and and really believe that we Ukrainians are on the side of good. Because we're not attacking anybody, we're not trying to, you know, invade anybody. We're not taking anything from it. Just leaving, saying, "Please leave us alone. <laughs> Let's leave our right. lives. We don't need anything from you. Just leave us alone." No, you wouldn't leave us alone because, because of whatever, whatever you you're trying to achieve. So, uh, incredible support. Um, I'm having, you know, hundreds of emails, uh, you know, hundreds of messages every day. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Anybody whom I've met ever, uh, anywhere, you know, they're sending me uh, support messages. And it's, uh, um, I think it's important not only for Ukraine, it's important for for the world because people turn back looking at things and they say, you know, are we human beings or <laughs> what is that that is happening with the world? Like, is What is that that we're trying to do? What is that, that we're building? Um, coming back to environment, you know, how many years of that uh, indiscriminate, you know, destruction of, of Earth we have left. Uh, and now we have a specific animal that, that you know, decided that he has a right to speed up that process uh, by multiple times. Um, are we going to all sit and, you know, 
and worry about the you know secondary things while somebody is just you know <laughs> putting explosives underneath the the whole foundation of what we are sitting on it's 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 an important learning moment for for the entire civilization like i think you know we all have to look at it from the point of view of um you know global governance uh global ability to 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 balance things to to bring truth forward not to stop lies you know to stop manipulations to stop uh, on a mega scale um so yes very proud of my country yes very uh, appreciative and very uh, impressed by uh, how how much of solidarity and support and the most important uh, i think this is a lesson this is a learning time maturing time transformation time for all of us again all people of free choice free life um democratic societies all over the world yeah i i and certainly an opportunity for the world to step up here even more, um, you know, like you said, I, I have one more question. I'm just curious, and I know you're on the ground, so it's hard to maybe think about this as you think about everything happening in real time, but um, moving, you know, moving ahead in terms of thinking about, you know, Ukraine, what does this mean in this, this conflict? Um, how will this change, in your view, Ukraine's relationship? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the membership question with NATO, there's the European Union, but then there's also... Um, the geopolitical dynamics in Europe. I mean, how do you see all of that changing for Ukraine moving ahead? Again, I know it's a big question and this is all happening so fluidly right now, but what, have you had any thoughts on that thus far? Um, European Union um, and NATO they have to change as much as Ukraine needs to develop and change. Because uh, NATO was established for certain purposes under certain circumstances. Circumstances has changed, have changed, sorry. Um, and the purposes um, slightly uh, changed as well. Um, new challenges, um, new technologies, new realities, um, new enemies or adversaries. And the, um, the absence of the central sort of decision-making is, is, is very, uh, very much complicating the, uh, uh, the ability to defend um european union the same the same story great idea um lots of um positive uh, things for economic cultural uh, development uh, stability of the european uh, marketplace um at the same time they also need fresh blood 
they also need uh, gross areas. They also need cheaper labor. Um, they also need some some sort of refreshment and some sort of uh, uh, confirmation of the of the idea being uh, alive. And uh, so, in a way, Ukraine might might serve both organizations of both uh, directions as a catalyst, as a as a fresh blood, as a new uh, new push. Um, can Ukraine live without either? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can easily you can think that um, as long as Ukraine is uh, left alone, and they can Ukraine can survive without being part of EU or part of NATO. Whether Ukraine will be left alone or not, we both understand that probably yeah. uh, most not. Yeah. Uh, as long as Russia exists uh, in any uh, in any form close to what what it is now. Uh, but I, I think there are mutual benefits for EU and for NATO uh, to to have Ukraine closer. Um, my father uh, told me a um, long time ago, uh, he said, son, when you are being blackmailed, doesn't matter, it's a small blackmail or a big blackmail. When you're being blackmailed, you have to do exactly what your, your, your blackmailing counterparty is trying you to to force not to do or, or speculate just go all the way through don't ever allow anybody to blackmail because there is no stop to it so <clears throat> when uh, nato is being kind of blackmailed <laughs> don't invite you don't get uh, again this was used obviously it was a pretense it was no no danger from any nato and it's all lie as, as, as but as a matter of principle, I would, uh, I would, I would do this admission again. It breaks lots of laws and this and that. I'm not lawyer. I'm not, uh, mm. you know. But um, certainly, Ukraine uh, resulting from this conflict, which will come to an end, will come out as a strong militarily um, and uh, quite dynamic uh, force, and. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, experience of this of this war is also going to bring a lot of benefits for for NATO. Uh, and if we all join our forces, and uh, if we if we um, help Russia to reform itself, uh, if we leave through all of this, at the end joining nato would give a lot of benefit to the western world um having ukraine part of uh, of nato mm. uh eu is is a bit easier in a way because it doesn't involve conflicts and uh, and it hasn't been brought into focus of uh, sort of discussions with uh, globally but i think it's a, it's, it's a similar um similar um, situations where um, if Ukraine comes out strong um, it will bring a lot but um, for Ukraine to get out to come out strong it needs support so needs to be a, a sort of a collaborative approach to it 
Absolutely understood. Um, yeah, there's a lot that we'll be watching internationally on this, uh, especially as uh, uh, the Western Allies uh, seems like they're they're you know there's a changing of the tune as uh, as this escalates. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add, uh, Jose? I mean, I, again, I, I am indebted to you for for helping us understand this a lot better. You're on the ground. You're you're fighting for your fellow Ukrainians. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. Is there anything else you'd like to add um, at this point? I'm done with my dinner. I will have a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm going to sleep because tomorrow okay. we have a... Um, whatever God gives us as experience, unless it kills us, makes us stronger, and smarter. Um, I've never thought that I would go through what I'm going through, but I'm thankful to God for every day and every moment because right now my life is full of purpose. I, I've done a lot in my life before. Now I'm doing something which is helping my country and I believe helping sort of global goodness i believe this is we're doing a mission which is important mm, it, full of justice and uh, and uh, i'm not saying i'm <clears throat> if I, I would choose that destiny <laughs> if that <laughs> my my choice but right I certainly, I certainly take it with uh, quite a bit of um Mm, sort of enjoyment because it gives you a purpose it gives you a um, it gives you a sense why I'm here what I've been doing um, and um, I'm very help, happy and very proud to to be useful for my country so yeah. on that on that very happy note, uh, if you will need anything, just text me. We'll talk more. But okay. right now, back to, to 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 rest because I need I need to be fresh tomorrow. Absolutely, no question, Jose. Thank you uh, again. We are indebted forever indebted to you for helping us understand the situation on the ground, Jose, a member of the Ukrainian uh, military on the outskirts of uh, Kiev right now. Uh, and we wish you, you Godspeed, uh, prayers to you. God bless you. God bless your, your, uh, fellow, uh, military personnel, uh, and praying that this, this is over as soon as possible. I mean, my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. 